You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. If you have a child with friends, you will know the angst that comes when they fight. Once my daughter started school, it became an even bigger issue. I'm often lost for words about what to do and whether it's appropriate or not to intervene. Shona Innes is a clinical psychologist who has turned her hand to picture books to help children understand some complex and difficult emotions. In her book, Friendship is Like a Seesaw, she explains what makes a friendship tick. Hi, Shona, how are you? Hi, Siobhan, I'm very well, thank you. How involved should parents be in their children's friendships? Oh, it's a, it's a tricky question, isn't it? Because clearly... You know, children need guidance and, and that's the, the role of the parent is to guide the child through their childhood until they themselves are ready to, to fully adult into the future. So um, I guess the how much depends a lot on the individual child and and the circumstances as well. But it's definitely, I think, there's an interesting kind of position that where parents can sit that's in that kind of watchful, observing position Siobhan so um, they're in the background encouraging children to to give it a go and to try and they're also to be the safe base if things don't work out so well that they can come to you as a parent and uh, you know, check out what to do next talk about feelings have their have their needs met and then get some new tools to go out and try again. Children can be very uh, different in their approaches to friendship and how much they tell their parents. So some kids might come home and say, so-and-so was teasing me. Or another child might be in the same position but not say anything to their parents. I mean, do we need to be asking them questions about how their friendships are going? Um, I think that that's always something that people can do, but I think it's, all, it's really about spending time with your child. If you know your child isn't one of those um, who loves to come home and just screw you up with all the all the gossip on the playground <laughs> for, the, yes. for the day, um, then it's, it's there's some signs you can probably look for if you're if you are worried that their friendships might be might be wobbly. So you know, some children are actually content to have some time on their own. Um, and so while they may not have some uh, a gazillion friendships, they might be you know, quite comfortable with that. So it's really uh, you're being there to kind of assess just their general happiness levels, I think, and to just see that the things that a parent knows about their child, about um, you know, whether they're um, content, whether they're eating well, whether they're sleeping well, all the, the signs that things might be going wobbly uh, could indicate a problem with with friendship. So yeah, if you've got a child who's not talking a lot with words, um, they will be telling you these things in other ways, I think, Siobhan. And if you know them well, uh, you, you'll pick those other ways up as well. Now, if they are a child that comes to you with a particular upset, that a friend's teasing them or that um, someone is ignoring them or they're not playing with them in a nice way in the playground, how can we guide them as parents effectively? Because I must admit, I'm often lost for words because I, I just never know how seriously to take those little um, things that happen in the playground because it can happen 
every second day or even every day. Absolutely. And sometimes it can press our old, our very own old playground memories too, Siobhan. Sometimes it, uh, it, will, it will take us back to a time when we're a, a little person in the playground in our memory and, and we're feeling all the strong feelings as well. So, yeah, we do have to be kind of grounded and centred and make sure that we're not um, kind of transferring any of our own past anxieties on, onto our child as well. So it's um it's kind of it is a matter of kind of being there to, to round round it up. It's I like to um dig a little bit deeper. I like to explore a little bit more about what actually might be by going be going on by asking sort of some open ended questions. Not the kind of questions that could be answered with a yes or no, but just a little bit more of a tell me more. Um, and then what happened? And of course, with, with lots of, um, you know, how did that feel? Um, kind of, and, and how do you think they felt as well? And, and you know, just kind of um, a little bit of gentle scientific inquiry, um, as opposed to um, a kind of a shining light in their eye and doing a full-on uh, investigation, <laughs> policing style. More of just a, a gentle, a gentle inquiry as to, as to what's going on, because that way you can pick up what they think the hot issues might be um, and, and what, what's going on from their perspective. And should we be offering them solutions or are we trying to get them to find solutions for themselves? Oh, I think it's a little bit of both, really. <laughs> um, and again, it's going to depend on the, on the situation and, and on what the, what the child's already got in their, in their toolbox. So, um, yeah, I like to ex- explore it with the child, see what they think they might be able to try, but also then offer some possibilities. And um, if, if a child is really anxious, we might even practice some of those, so some of those possibilities. Um, I remember when my oldest son was, was little and he had some issues at, uh, at the childcare centre. I remember practicing with him all the way home. Um, just some, you know, he was in the back seat in the car and we were just practicing out, out loud going, you know, get off me. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> yes. No, not now. So we were. Actually, I was actually modelling, and we were practicing some of the words that he could use to kind of um, protect his space when when the other kids were getting a little bit too uh, over involved for him. In your book, friendship is like a seesaw. You obviously use that metaphor because you talk a lot about a friendship being in balance. Um, can you give me a few more examples of how we might apply that metaphor to our children if they're struggling with certain friendships at their playground, in their school or their preschool environment? Well, when I'm talking about the balance, I'm kind of talking about um, if a friendship is balanced, then both people in the friendship feel good. So if a friendship's out of balance, then one person might be feeling um, powerful while the other person's feeling not very powerful, or one person might be feeling cranky and that's making the other person feel sad. So the the ultimate aim is to try and get a win-win kind of scenario happening. Um, And yes, so the the idea of a seesaw is, is about trying to get that balance. And really, really importantly, it's the idea that if someone has done something that's hurt you... Um, that you, that might mean you're feeling a little bit on the bottom of the balance. But the way to fix that isn't necessarily <laughs> to propel yourself to the top of the seesaw either. You know, the way we try and make ourselves feel good is not by making someone else feel bad. We make ourselves feel good by doing things that make us feel good. I love that. I think there's a lot of adults who could go by that, uh, that oh, advice absolutely. as well. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm, um, you know, I'm as a uh, I'm a forensic psychologist as well as a clinical psychologist, so I, I actually do use it with uh, with people who have offended in relationships. 
as well. That, that very simple idea about a healthy relationship is, is a balanced one. Do you have any tips on how parents can teach their children about respectful and strong friendships? Uh, well, it, there's always the good old uh, role model them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Make sure that, uh, that, that the relationships around you are, are, are healthy ones and, and balanced ones. And I think it is kind of providing a little bit of additional commentary on on social situations that you might see sometimes. It, with, you might be watching a show together um, and you can start to introduce the idea that um, that person looks like they're feeling cranky or that person looks like they're feeling hurt uh, and just gen- gently trying to introduce some commentary that is about the idea of balance and making sure that things are even. And also I think really importantly is the idea that if they want to, they can walk away from a friendship, not necessarily forever, but, but for a while. If it's all getting too much, it's perfectly okay for them to say, no, actually, I'm going to play by myself right now. Mm, there's so much in that, Shona. Thank you so much for your time today. It's an absolute pleasure. That's Shona Innes, clinical psychologist and author of Friendship is Like a Seesaw. For links to where you can find a copy of that book, check out the notes in this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.